So here we are. We got Roche Stewart, and uh, you had a, quite the experience with the dog. So I, I asked you uh, a little bit ago that two people have had this happen where um, they have lost you know, what you think is the collar failing, right? Rashid? Yeah. I mean, your first instinct is, is you told me, you told me time and time again, like maybe the collar fell off. Maybe it's this. And I'm like, no, it's, it's on the dog. <laughs> like the collar is not It's like, and, uh, so, then, and I had a similar story, uh, from another buddy that, uh, was heading out to help us another situation. Uh, unfortunately that wasn't as, as good of a turnout as, your situation, but I wanted to, I asked you if you'd come join us and, and we can kind of talk about some of the things that I was telling you about the, the, to try to help you find your dog when this, when this disaster happened. So before we get into that, um, how's the dog doing? She's doing great. She went hunting yesterday and she, or day before, and she was, better than she's ever been she was so hyped to go and i actually i was a little worried five days in a hole you'd it, you'd think it'd do something to i mean it'd do yeah. something to a person you'd think you'd skip around some holes probably you'd be like oh there's a hole there you'd think, hole there. but no that's oh. where they ended up actually finding a den under a dang old tree and i'm like nope we're not doing that again <laughs> But she went out there like a million bucks, and and I, I joked her out. So let's say, so we already we already told. So hold on. So let's let's go ahead and tell them the story of what happened. Okay. So obviously we've already people know that the dog was in a hole. <laughs> but so what happened that morning? You started. How was your what What was happening? Well, um, it was just me and my four girls. I got 11, 7, 5, and 3, and the 3-year-old I'll throw in a pack and take out with us, and uh, we decided we were going to go run dogs, and we'd only taken one young dog with us, everybody else experienced, so, you know, it's going to be a good day, and uh, we go out in an area that we've been a couple times, but not too much, but I, I knew exactly where there was this cat, and it was a good-sized Tom, and it frequented the area a lot. And so, uh, we go in there and so there's five of you, there's, there's yep. you and just three kids, four kids, four kids, four kids, four, yep. yeah, four, four girls. girls plus Rache, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so just me, the four girls and, uh, we had six dogs with us. And so we go out, you know, dogs end up taking this track. No, it's this cat. And again, we hadn't run that cat. We just had seen sign. We know that cat's in the area. You know, we'd been out there in the snow and mm -hmm. what have you. So anyway, they take this cat and, and they go up the creek bed. And it's, I mean, it's picture perfect. It, you're, the road sat right above the creek. Have, 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 you, have you guys caught cats by yourself? You and the girls? No. Nope. We'll okay. We've got uh, I'm just I'm just setting the stage yep. for everybody. Like this is, you guys are like on cloud nine. You're 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 out there, probably like ready to roll, trying to trying to be big girls out there. Well, and you know, I think something too is you know, our oldest she goes with dad, and and all of us go together. You know, as a whole family, mm -hmm. we do every bit of this together, and 
though she's, you know, okay, her and I will walk into a tree or the girls and me and dad maybe is packing in the little one. You know, it's yeah. not just us. And it was a gorgeous day. And we're like, no, dad's sick. We're doing it. We're going out and taking the dogs. And so, you know, it was an absolute cloud nine. It couldn't have, have kind of rolled out better. Uh, you know, going back to how this road sat above this creek bed. I mean, you got to watch the whole race. and It was just, it was mm-hmm. perfect. Was that a cold trail or they, was it pretty hot? Um, hot track? It was pretty, you know, I think it was more cold. Uh, they didn't roll blow up on it. They kind of moved it along before they started barking. Our dogs don't bark a lot as mm-hmm. it is uh, until it gets warmer. But they, they didn't get, I'd say probably, I'd say they probably started opening about three quarters of a mile into it. And again, you know, we're watching this whole thing. And the creek kind of turned and they went and, and the road, we, I didn't know that the roads roll well out there. And so I was like, okay, 280 yards, that ain't too bad of a walk. And, uh, we were listening to the dogs and they start barking as though they're treed. And I'm like, all right, girls, let's go. And I start getting kids rounded up and, I had a couple dogs who were running a track, and so they'd actually, we weren't very far from them, but like maybe 50 yards. And it's great going with the kids, but sometimes it's it's a little, I think, distracting for the dogs because they hear the kids and they come and check in, and that's kind of what happened. And, and the dog, uh, Letty, actually did that. Um, she ended up coming back to the truck. and Let, So, hold, hold on. So, Letty's the, the dog that went missing? Yeah. Yep, she's the one that okay. ended up. So she came. So you seen her when you guys were hiking into the tree. You seen you seen Letty. Yeah. Letty came out to you. Yep, she. We started walking in, and she was right behind us. And you could see they kind of stopped and listened, and the couple dogs that were there, and they, you know they went bombing in there. Well, Letty doesn't bark a lot, and we kind of laugh about it because she's kind of management. She goes in there. Okay, everybody's barking. All right, I'll bark a little bit. Now, if nobody's hammering that tree, she'll bark a lot. Or, you know, if it's on the ground, she'll come in and and she'll have, you know, her say about the situation and be right involved. If it's in a hole, she's one of the first, if not second, right in there. And uh, we heard her open and we're like, man, awesome. We're bombing in there and kind of to set, go back to setting the stage a little bit of this situation. We get in here, and we were not expecting it to be as steep as it was. <laughs> it was hands down probably the yeah. steepest, crappiest country we could have been in. <laughs> and, you know, here I am by myself with all the kids. And fortunately, my girls kind of just roll with it. They're like, yeah, we're doing this. Like, this is just what we're doing. And we get in there. We get up. Up on trying to so you when you say steep, you're trying to climb up to the tree. Yeah, just get to where they're at, and we don't even know yeah, if they're yeah. at the tree. You know, we don't know exactly the situation. It's a, it's along the creek bed. It's loud, and uh, so we're literally hands and knees climbing up the hillside and and trying to kind of get to a viewpoint and just get closer to these dogs. And we get to the top of this little knoll. 
And I'm not joking. This is something straight out of a Disney movie. It was this waterfall and the dogs are what looks to be treeing above this waterfall. And you're just like, holy smokes, look at this. And I even said that. I'm like, girls, look. And you get, wow, wow. And then my heart sank as I saw one of our other dogs back out of this hole at the very top and the edge of this of this waterfall. And the waterfall was actually an old wooden culvert. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I seen pictures of that you sent me and it was like, well, it was like a, I don't know how to describe it, but like a timbered frame mine shaft is the best I could describe it. It was like a, it was almost like a mine shaft in the side of the hill. So what it actually, I wasn't sure about it initially, but, um, talking to a gentleman that has lived out there for years and, and he ended up actually coming and helping on the whole ordeal but uh he was telling me that so it's railroad ties that built this mine shaft or not mine shaft but it's it's a culvert it's a culvert and mm-hmm. so they use these railroad ties to build this culvert and then they actually brought in you know uh like the pit run and 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 all the gravel and rock and everything that, you know, they mm-hmm. brought on the mountainside. Well, they brought that in and they filled it in. And there's a railroad track that sits at the very top of this, this whole ordeal. And, uh, I'm not kidding there. It, from the point of this culvert to the top of where the railroad track is, it's probably, it's probably about a hundred feet. And, and there, so oh, really? if you can imagine, it's just all this super loose. I mean, it's not super loose anymore in the sense of like, it's fresh because it's, it's really old, but you get to walking yeah. on it, you're sliding backwards. Yeah. And so, you know, we weren't quite to the point of the kids and I weren't quite to the point of walking on that part. But you could see the dogs kind of sliding down it. And, and yeah, there was, you know, vegetation and everything over it. But it was just bad ground. So I I eventually get in there, though. And I, I plop the kids at the base of a great big old tree and don't move. And uh, my oldest and I go down and start tying off dogs because this one dog just keeps going in this hole. And... Letty, the dog that I couldn't find, well, sure enough, I, I still can't find her. And, you know, we're looking everywhere. And I, I actually ended up crawling in this hole, and I shouldn't have because of how bad and how loose everything was. But I crawl in this hole, and I crawl past my butt, and I, I tell my oldest, I'm like, Ad, anything happens just yank me out by my feet do whatever you can to get me out and if you can't get me out well there's enough people out here go find somebody i'm like just leave your sisters right there they'll be okay and you know my kids thank god they kind of plan for it luckily my girls are okay mom and and they don't freak out you know they kind of take everything as a grain of salt until they have to deal with a situation and uh so I crawl in this hole and I'm thinking there's, there's no way this dog is in there. 
I can't find any direction. You know, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of a turn in there, but I reach in there and it's solid. Everything is solid. And so I'm like, okay, there's no way there's a dog in here. Like at that point, I'm all annoyed with my dog. Like you idiot. Like there's nothing in here. You're just barking at a random hole. But I can't right. find this dog. And it says that she's, yeah. you know, her last signal is here. But I have communication with her. And so I'm toning and, you know, I, you know, I think it's everybody's last resort where you turn it up and you shock them to hopefully you can hear where they're maybe at. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems to be everybody's go-to method. That's which, the last resort. Though. It is. It is. Yeah, I toned. I turned like, on well, lights. I did mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. But. So. So, so you figured out that there's, there's no cat in the tree. You got the dogs, you got four girls with you. And so I, when I came through, I, I had seen it in the morning. I, don't know, I seen your post. You were, which is mistake. Number one, Rache, you made, you, you said you were, I think in your mind, you were, you were hoping that dog got out of there and that it was going to get run into town somewhere. And somebody's going to pick it up because I didn't fully read. I don't, I don't read a lot of the stuff. So I was skimming through and I, I seen the message on Facebook that you were talking about. I think you said vets and stuff. You had talking to different vets in different areas, right? Uh, Was that your post? So I, I had dogs with uh, salmon poisoning a couple days before that. And so that was that last post. Mm -hmm. And then that morning or not that morning, that evening after the whole situation, I posted that Letty was missing. And, yeah. and I actually, where we were at, it was state ground and there was, there was quite a few people out there. And so I didn't know if somebody had say picked her up where we were there, they yeah. shouldn't have, but who knows if say the caller glitched and that just was last place she was. And she, yeah. you know, they caught it. She saw it as it came out a different part of the hole. I, you know, who knows, but it was yeah. everything, but that she was in there. <laughs> right. Right. You were really, cause I talked to you. I don't know what, I don't know what day I talked to you. It was I went the next hunting. Day. So I, so I, I, I think I posted, I shared it cause I thought you had a lost dog. And so I was like, Oh, you know, I, I try to share those lost dog posts. And I just assumed that it was a lost dog in town or, you know, got away. And I didn't read the, the post of the full extent of what you had going on, you know, mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't until I got back home from hunting or whatever, and I was sitting on the couch, and, and I actually read your post. Actually, it was my post because I shared it. So I was like, oh, <laughs> read what I shared. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and and that was when I called you because I was like, what you were seeing, and and I'll be honest, there were some people that were trying to tell you exactly what I was trying to explain to you was like, if you if you're in that situation where you don't have a GPS signal, and there's and that's why I wanted to talk to you is because there's a lot of different ways that can happen. One of them is the dog goes underground in your situation. Yep. There are other situations um, that the the collar gets damaged. It can get bit. It can get you know a software issue you know what i mean if it if it, if it locks up you know gps lock up there's just several different things that can happen 
And so that was what my goal in this podcast is to talk about kind of what I talked you through in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When, because, because you were pretty adamant, you were like, well, maybe the collar fell off or maybe the dog's gone. <laughs> I'm like, we're saying because the dog is there. I, I, I promise you, if you get in communication, that dog is there somewhere. Yeah. And I, and I was really adamant. I was like, you gotta die. If you're, if you're communicating and uh, it's happened to another guy and i told him i said if you're communicating with the the dog the dog is there yeah like you have to you have to open up and think honestly like an engineer or something like that because it's like you get into this technical realm of what to do and we're going to try and cover some of those those topics so so anyways perfect lead in brache so you get there you have an a day and like disney it just falls apart once you get past the waterfall and the the glitter coming down and all that and it's like Turns into a probably, I mean, and at that point when you guys are leaving there with a dog, I can only imagine with four little girls in tow and leaving a dog behind, that's probably, I mean, we're, we're, everything turned out, but I mean, I'm sure that was a pretty miserable drive home. It was, and you know, it was a pretty miserable walk. Um, you know, I, my five-year-old is a little more fond of this dog. This dog kind of has taken it upon herself to be real attached to her and mm-hmm. letty actually she had kind of a bad medical situation about six months ago and that dog actually ended up having a blood transfusion in a whole nine yards we paid all this money to save her and so then to have this happen it's like wait you can't almost die on me twice in six months and, I want a refund. Yeah. I can afford that. Can I get um, my money back at least? I, well, it was just that salt <laughs> in the wound. I'm like, oh, this is yeah, oh, yeah. a kick in the gut. And so we're walking out mm. of there. And, you know, I've got kids that are that are tearing up. And I'm like, hey, you know what? We can cry at the truck. You can't cry when we're out here. We, we can have our meltdown when we get to the truck. And. I'm like, you know, we've got a whole walk still. And so, Carrie, you know, I'm also trying to keep my spirits up about the whole situation because I'm just at a loss, you know. <laughs> I didn't expect the collar to come off, but I the only reason why I did think that it could possibly was because my oldest, you know, she's still only 11. She put the collar on that morning. And I, yeah. I thought I checked it, but I, I can't say for sure. And... That was the only reason why I thought maybe, but so no, we're, we're headed home and, and I, we don't have service out there at all. And so I get to service and I, I called Jared and I'm like, Hey, I need your help. Letty's missing. And so he ends up meeting me. And like I said, he was home sick. Why was he not? Why was he not there? He was sick. He was sick, man. He was super he was sick. sick. like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Jason, turn your mic up. Man, if I turn this up much more, or get closer to it, but Colby is gonna hate me, man. Okay, we have a hard time hearing you. So, I can't okay. see the levels for some reason. Yeah, you're not even registering. Like, yeah. So Jared was sick, so you, you wake him up or whatever. I did. I called him anyways. like three times. <laughs> I woke him up. I'm like, I need your help. And you yeah. know, it was just kind of one of those at that point, like. I could have sat there and dug. I could have sat there and done all the things. But when I got all the girls, it, it ends up being a safety thing with them. And I'm like, I can't do that and watch them and 
you know, yeah. make sure they're not getting too was, cold and stuff. So it's like called him, he gets out there and he's at a loss. It's just about as much as me. Right. Cause you guys were there. And so you'd look at the GPS and, and you had communication, mm-hmm. right? So you had, you had communication. And so what I want people to know about the first time when you see this happen as um, the GPS signal went away. So, so the caller, because the dog went underground, it could not talk to the satellites to figure out its location. Now it should have had a question mark somewhere close to the area and steep ground. It could be 40, 50 yards off yeah. depending on you know where it is. So um, where, where was your question mark at? My question mark was, was actually like, it kept going back to the hole where I was at. It was doing about a 40 foot ping pong. So it would say there and then it would say like 30 feet over here or then it'd say 20 Mm -hmm. feet over there. And so it was like ping ponging there. But it kept, it kept driving you to that hole. Mm -hmm. Like you kept going around that hole. Yep. And in the past, and how, how close was that hole to the waterfall? It was directly above it. Yeah. The bottom of the hole may have ended up, touching the top of the actual uh like bracing and stuff in there um so so in your mind you're looking at this waterfall thinking the dog probably fell off the waterfall is what i don't know that where my mind would go is like oh crap did the dog fall off the waterfall yeah and and that was my first thought um thinking you know the collar's underwater because typically when we have a dog go in a hole or culvert i don't have communication either i'll lose gps and I'll lose communication, but I had communication. And so that's what was throwing me off. And so, you know, I did, I went and looked and we scoured that waterfall. There wasn't a ton of water actually coming through it. And it was just a straight rock face. There was no holes, nothing in it. I mean, I think the the Creek bed, the deepest it was, was maybe to your calf. So you would have seen anything mm-hmm. or something of something in there. Yeah. But yeah, it kept giving yeah. me four four bars of the communication. And so I wasn't entirely convinced she was in the hole just because in past experience, both of those usually show up as uh Yeah. Not not questions. really. So most of the time, um it, it depends on the situation on where the hole is. Mm-hmm. But when you're close enough, that signal should travel through the hole pretty good. The the satellite, so the caller can't communicate with the satellites. Yeah, uh, and, and that's what you'll lose. And so the first thing I tell tell people is is um, to confirm that you're actually talking to the caller. Is I like somebody to change the update rate. So if you watch that caller, so if if, if say you're hunting with a two and a half second update rate or five second update rate, and uh, I had this happen to a, a dog a long time ago. It wasn't in a hole. Uh, it, it was a collar that failed, and and so it lost GPS signal um, while the dog was. I believe the dog was treeing. I never did find it when it was treed, but I was getting bark detection or bark alerts on it. So, so I know the dog was barking. Um, but anyways, if you change the update rate and, and say you're running a five second update rate, you change it to thirty seconds. It'll take a few minutes, but then you'll watch it switch over, and it'll go th- and, and it'll show that collar. 30 seconds and if the collar doesn't change so that's one piece of information that comes from the collar right Mm -hmm. that's not a handheld information so when these callers send out their their signal they're sending out several different types of information 
one of those informations is the GPS location, right? And and so in your situation, it was like, I don't know my GPS location. So it sends out a question yep. mark, right? So that's no, not very helpful. But in that signal, embedded in that signal that goes out every time, there's bark detection. It, it, you know, the, the, the little alert that says if the dog's barking or not, that signal, the update rate, the caller tells you what update rate it's on. So it knows the handhelds can know what time to listen for the next one. And treed, uh, pointing different alerts you know running the caller knows its state so so those situations now the, the thing about tree pointing and running they all require gps to tell you to for the caller to tell if it's if it's treed running or whatever so you're not going to get treed alerts if if you don't have the gps signal but but bark detection is a separate issue because it's a, it's a different uh waypoint and then battery life battery life is also sent from the caller to the handheld in that signal um i think that's about it i think those are the main um am i forgetting anything i don't i don't think so so caller light. anyways or no, what's that i'm sorry that's the caller lights are a command yeah that's don't a command see the change or the wake mode if you're dealing with an x or a mini you can use right but i don't switch your there, option. there's no way to tell so um and I would not recommend sleeping. Well, I'm nervous about sleeping a caller <laughs> that yeah. is, um, yeah. That you have communication with now. You have communication on. So, is that yeah. that rescue um, that, mode I'm, for those older callers? Uh -uh. Okay. So, so rescue mode, and everybody should put rescue mode on right now. If you're yeah. listening to this and you don't know if rescue mode's on or off, 100% everybody should turn your rescue mode on, which all that does is it says if you're on two and a half second update rates, what were you hunting with? What how, what was the speed of update rate? Uh, originally, it was a two and a half second, and then I actually swapped okay. it over to two two minutes. Okay. So I was able to That's talk genius. with it. So if you weren't able to talk with it, you would um, it would automatically switch over to two minutes after when it, when it gets down to about a quarter of the battery life. Okay. So that's what rescue mode is. Is rescue mode will run at the update rate you want to run at until the battery gets too low, and then it assumes, well, you haven't picked that dog up for thirty hours. Let's go to two minute update rates. So, yeah. so, so really, for most of the way we hunt. It's it's foolish not to have rescue mode on because it basically if that dog runs out of your sight or you lose your handheld or something happens and you can't pick that dog up at least and this is well, this is what I told Garmin whenever whenever we were going from the TT10 to the TT15 I said hey if I don't have my dog within 30 hours or whatever so the, the, those TT15 callers they last about 40 to 42 hours right. Give, give or take on two and a half second updates you're probably in the 30 hour mark you know what i mean so if you're running yep. two and a half second updates you probably got 30 hours of battery life and i'd say that was probably Maybe about 24. what letty's was mm -hmm. yeah so um if and i tell garmin i'm like if i'm hunting and i don't have my dog after 14 hours i don't care in every two minute or two second update i care make that battery last as long as i can right so at some point i want that two minute update rate changed over. And so when you, and the thing about the 15s 
and, and I, I think the 15Xs or whatever, it's not really an easy way to tell if rescue mode is on or off. So you just got to do it. Um, and then you, you'll, it, but there's no screen that you could look at and go, oh, this one's on, this one's on. So what I just tell people is just, just go make sure you run through every single caller you have and just turn rescue mode on. And that'll automatically change its two minute update rates. And so the frustrating part that can happen when you do that is you'll be hunting and all of a sudden <laughs> notice it. Yeah. You, you didn't notice that caller was, was dead or something. And you're like, what in the hell is Shelby doing? Getting her. I mean, that We're dog should be up that front. Dog. It's running behind. Yeah. Yeah. She's barking behind. They're going to shock her because she's barking behind. And you'll have these other dogs run on two and a half second update rates. And Shelby will be like, two minutes behind or, or about a minute and 45 seconds behind. And, and, and uh, you're like, and you can hear just bark, 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 bark. And I'm like, that bitch is behind and barking. So you just gotta be careful not to, you know what I mean? Like when that happens and I've seen that happen where a caller will switch to two minute update rates, because when I seen it, it was a software issue. Uh, honestly, uh, we, we, I think we fixed that issue with Garmin, but, but this was maybe four years ago, but it would, it would, the battery would get confused and think it was dead. And so it would go dead. And then it, all of a sudden it flipped it to two minute update rates. And then it was like, Oh shoot, I'm really not dead. I'd have a full battery. And so there was a software problem that made it switch over a uh, little frustrating, but I, I'll take that over some other errors that have happened before. So anyways, that's in a nutshell rescue mode. If, 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 just be prepared. If you see something running behind or whatever, go check the update rate and go, oh, it's on two minute updates. And if you're like, I didn't change the two minute update rates, that's because of the rescue mode. And and most of the time, it, I mean, like I said, a couple of years ago, there was a software issue. If you're running a TT15 caller and you have an updated, and, and we get this question a lot from people, you know, like, hey, my caller's doing this. And we're like, hey, when's the last time you updated the software? <laughs> uh, uh, what's the first question you ask, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So th that's a really good, um, I know people all the time, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm like, they hate yeah, that answer. If, if, but it will be broke one day. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not lucky. Maybe you aren't, but these things do happen. I've seen them happen. And, and so sometimes there's a legitimate reason for update softwares, software updates. Not saying it's the end all be all and it's the, the thing that we always go to that, but um don't that's hate just us a situation. for asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So rescue mode. I think we've covered that. I, I can circle the wagon, as some people would say. Um going to two minute update rates, that's gonna give you more time to figure out. But the other thing it does is it tells you that you're communicating with the caller, right? And that's what I kind of told communication you. Range. Yeah, that's when I told, I was talking to Rache that night, you know. And when I talked to you guys, you guys are like, it was on your last bar of battery, I think, right? You were like, oh, it's red. Yeah, we had left and we'd come back and Jared was going to go back out and uh, it was the last bar. And when he went back out, unfortunately, it was already dead. And so we weren't able to use, mm -hmm. you know, your your bit of information there. But right but but you did do some things you know because I, I know you were you kept trying to explain like well maybe the collar fell off or you know in your and this is normal this is absolutely normal when because 
the last year, uh, me and James had a, had a situation where we had a, a failure. The, the, the dog went off the bottom. We lost signal and we had a question mark right in a rock hole. I mean, in a rock hole to the point where we're, we're basically in, in tears up on the mountain. Like, you know, <laughs> if we had had four little girls, it'd be like, you can cry now. <laughs> we gotta wait for the truck. We're all going to just cry together. <laughs> but same thing. We thought for sure it was in a hole. And so I know that. I mean, it's a, a, a really crappy feeling, but, but anyways, um, with, when you can communicate with that caller and you watch that update rate change in your head, you have to just say, I don't care. I, I don't care what my mind is telling me that the dog will be over here or whatever. I'm talking to the dog. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to that caller. That does not mean it's right there next to you. It doesn't mean that it didn't get picked up. It didn't mean that there's, you know, there's a lot of things it doesn't mean. But what it does mean is that caller is still functioning somewhat and it's responding to you. And then you got to have this puzzle without the GPS to, to figure it out. And so it's the like next thing boxing again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the next thing I told you was I want you to take the antenna off of the caller, right? Antenna. Yep. And that's a really important step. And most of the time, if you're not within a hundred yards of that caller, you're going to lose it. The signal's going to drop off and it's going to, it's going to go to zero. Buddy meant take the handheld antenna off, not the collar antenna. Yeah. If you could get to the dog, take the antenna. Yeah. If you could just find your dog real quick and pull (laughs) that antenna off. (laughs) Yeah. So, so absolutely. Yeah. The handheld antenna. So if you're looking and, uh, it, it, you it's like informed. an attenuator on a blue box is what I always tell people like the old school guys know because it like cuts your game. Basically, you're taking away that reception and by pulling yeah. that antenna, it's like, OK, well, we can't read a signal a mile out, but we can read it 100 yards, 200 exactly. yards. And that's what you're doing is you're trying to stair step. But it's like backing that gain knob back down, flipping the attenuator. And next thing you know, dogs are around the next corner, you know? Yeah. So. I've everybody, you know, it's funny. We just come off these podcasts of talking about antennas and getting like six miles and seven miles, you know, and getting all these big ranges. And in these situations, I'm like, I want an antenna that really gets shitty miles. You know what I mean? Like I can turn that down. Like, okay, I got a mile. Here's mm-hmm. a hat. You know what I mean? Like a dial where it's like those blue boxes where you turn that attenuator down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was thinking, man, if we could have a little, we call a it crap the variable antenna. antenna. Exactly. <laughs> we want to vary variable the crap and be like get to the point where you can only track a hundred yards. I'm like, man, I, you I don't might know how be on sell, something. But I would have one in my kit because that's exactly what I'd go to is, yeah. is finding an antenna. So so sometimes we think of these antennas, we want the best. We want, you know, we've been talking about these these truck antennas and getting miles and ranges and all that. The, triple and mag mount antenna yeah <laughs> yeah with the, which we sell it to you we do sell but anyway. you miss the sales price but they're still yeah. pretty good by a couple of days product club so you know it, it, it would be helpful and this is what i want people's mindset to be when you're in that situation where you have no gps so the dog is a question mark but you're getting battery and you're getting communication that's all you got to find your dog and and so you have to change something to be able to put the puzzle together. And, and what 
I was trying to tell you was, is, and, I, and I talked to um, Brad and, and they went and had to find another situation and same situation, the dog went in a hole. Um, and I told him, I said, when you're looking at that signal, that communication signal, and you got five bars, you got to think maybe that dog's up high and I'm getting a really good, clear line of sight. He could be, he could be 900 yards, half mile away and just good line of sight. And you got really a good signal or he could be really close to you. You know what I mean? There's, there's two different ways that, that you would get a high signal, you know? And so you have to eliminate one of them. And so it's hard to figure out is the dog really high or is the dog really close? So when you leave that area and the signal starts going away, then you can go, okay, I'm pretty sure I was close to that dog. I, you know what I mean? But if you leave that area and, and the signal says high, you, you, you would assume, okay, there's a good chance that dog may be up above me up high somewhere where he's just, that yeah. signal's really line of sight. Yeah. You're able to, to really hone in that perimeter of where that dog might be able to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're using the land to decipher. I mean, really, yep. it's like using a directional antenna, but using the land to like, yeah, block that and, antenna reception. And so, thinking about it, you know, uh, in our in our terrain, we got ridges and creeks, and so you go around the mountain, you go in and out around these ridges, these little finger ridges. You know, our, our logging roads, as they go in and out of these draws, and you should be watching those draws your signal when you're driving into that situation because you should see a weak signal and then and you don't want to be on two and a half or two minute update rates when you're doing this like you two need to be half. on a faster update rate i'd say five seconds would be ideal I, I don't know two and a half seconds might be a little much you know if you're worried about battery life you know what i mean you're mm -hmm. it's all a game of weighing right you you you're you're getting information and you're spending battery life to get that information. So two and a half second updates may spend too much battery for you to get it, but five seconds, you know, and, and you just drive slow. And if you wait 20 seconds, you'll get four hits and you'll be like, okay, that battery's, you know, or that, that signals this after, you know, sit in one spot for 20 or 30 seconds and watch that signal and then move to the next spot. And like Jason said, use the land to block the signal. So if you think, um, you know, maybe going on the other side of that hill, you know, on the other side of that culvert. And if it just cut out, you might be like, Hey, I know it's on this side of the culvert. You know what I mean? Like I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I get no signal right here. I get a lot of signal right here. Um, and so those are just things that, that people need to think about when this happens. So, um, well, and we actually ended up kind of doing that unknowingly because, we would move away from kind of where that hole was or, or be on top of the hill. We had another buddy come out there and we hooked our collar up to his handheld thinking, okay, well maybe, maybe he can pick it up a little bit differently or something. And, uh, that communication signal when he got within, I'm not kidding. It was maybe, it was kind of that 40 foot circle with when he was right mm -hmm. there at least in this particular situation, he had, you know, those full bars of communication. You go on just the other side of that, that hill and it was nothing. Um, you go, you go just left or right of that hole outside of that kind of 40 foot circle and you'd 
instantly start dropping. And like I said, that was just this particular situation. And like you said, you know, maybe it's that perfect line of sight and other scenarios, but yeah. How many times did you walk over not knowing it? Like how many know. times do you think somebody walked over that dog? Because I feel really bad. Actually, I was replaying this in my head because I remember talking to you first and then we came down like sick and I, I kind of just backed off because I knew you had a bunch of people like helping you out. But I remember talking to you and I said, well, the good thing is you're you're getting some bounce. So if yeah. you're getting a bounce, like that tells me that collar's there. And you said something about a hole. And I said, are you sure she's not in a hole? And you said, I checked everything. Like there's not a hole big enough here for her there to hide wasn't. in. Right? And yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I, A, I'll be honest. Like I'm going to say this because obviously the dog's okay. Now, I thought the dog went down the waterfall and was somewhere that you weren't going to find it. You know, that, crashed that's the what rocks I, That the was bottom. the immediate thought. Right. That was kind of my thought of what was going on. Cause I, with what you were saying, I kind of had an idea like that dog's there somewhere. And you said, I've checked all these holes. And I really thinking back, I'm like, I want to tell her to just keep looking, but I'm not in that situation. And you sent me the photos. And I'm like, dang it. I wonder if it's just like in a pool right there Yeah. or, you know, something was going on. But when you're getting that signal bounce and some kind of movement, it, it's a, at least a good sign versus, you know, the, when you used to get a GPS lock and you got a dog icon on your screen, but yet it, there's nothing there, you know, at least that way, you know, there's something going on. Well, and that's usually what we get. Cause we have one dog. I hate it, but he is, he goes in culverts and he will get himself stuck in culverts. And this is unfortunately not the first situation of having to dig a dog out of a, of a bad situation. You know, he's gotten himself stuck in culverts where it's crushed on one end. So how, uh, how long do you guys have to dig to get that dog out? So, so let's just, so we've, we've talked about how to find it. I think, I think I've covered most of what I wanted to cover, which was this, this, the trick. Just go back one through more time. Yeah. Stop. You, you know, when you go to those, uh, those trainings, like first aid trainings or whatever, and they're like, <laughs> stop, oh, stupid roll. stop. Yeah. You're like, stop, <laughs> think. When you get lost in the woods, you got to stop and you need to think and you need to do all that. Like, it's like one of those fancy acronyms, right? Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but that's no, no, no shit. That's what you kind of need to do is, is just stop, slow things down and think because your mind's going to go a million miles an hour in these situations. And, and you're going to talk yourself into a lot of different things that mm-hmm. are not true. Like that <laughs> hole's too small for that dog. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a ton of different things that you can talk yourself into and, and the truth, because what do they call that? My truth. You know, like there's the truth and then there's my truth. And yeah. Right. You'll talk yourself into your truth and, and it ain't going to be the truth. If a 350 pound bear can fit in an eight inch culvert, you'd be amazed what a dog right. can squeeze into without you wanting it. Well, in so, this situation, it had fallen in behind her and because it was yeah. wet and just so crappy, it just went mm-hmm. solid. And yeah. it was yeah. like, how is that even possible? Because you'd think that if a hole falls in, the whole entire thing is going to fall in, not just part of it. Yeah. But no, it was it was just part of it. It fell in behind her. So, so, 
we want to stop and we want to look at the signal. We want to check, make sure that that communication signal, everybody. And it's frustrating because I try to, I feel like I'm a broken record because I've said this before, but I want to, when you see this on there, when you see people, and I've, I've seen people on the internet, I even seen it on your post where they're like, take the antenna, you know, they're trying to give you advice. Um, yeah. And we just got to be methodical that, um, sometimes it's hard to explain and you ought to, there's, uh, there's a million different things. Everybody's got this whole thing coming through on, on social media, but I want to get people to get the message out when they have a dog in this situation, that the best thing you can do is look at the communication bars and try to, to try to shrink and grow the communication. And then in your head, figure out why you're shrinking and growing that communication and isolate it down to, Okay, I can shrink it when I walk away from this hole. I can grow it when I walk towards this hole. There's a high possibility my dog's yeah. in that hole. Yep. Whether or to say I can shrink it when I drive around this this ridge and I I grow it when I go in this little drainage, there's a high possibility my dog is in this drainage. Yeah. And even though the GPS may say the dog is a quarter of a mile to the right of that drainage. If you get communications oh, a quarter mile or mile over, and it's like, I know the question marks over there, but my signal is here. And that's the, the that's the second part of this. Um, both of these situations, question marks were right there near the hole, basically. <laughs> and the two, the two dogs that I know of this week that, that went underground, both had question marks near the hole, the, the Garmin collar. And that's the other thing everybody blames the Garmin. Oh, the Garmin failed. Da, da, da. No, no, the Garmin can't communicate once it's in a hole. So it was giving you the last known location it was before it went in the hole. Um, so those are the things you want to look at. Now, the flip side, before we finish your story is let's say, and here's a good scenario. Um, entirely different scenario. So let's, let's, let's just for a second or say, let's for a second, pretend that you weren't getting a signal near that hole. You were getting a signal a half a mile away. Okay. You're like, buddy, when I drive to my thing, I get, I get the signal half mile away, but my question marks at this hole. I think the dog's in the hole. And, and so I would say go where the signal is is good and again take the antenna off and if you're a half mile away with your antenna off and you change the update rate on that collar with no antenna you're you're within 100 yards of that collar yep. yeah. i don't care what the question mark says ignore the question mark the question mark is wrong something happened where that question mark is maybe the critter bit the collar and broke the wire you know what I mean? On, mm -hmm. on the collar. So there's a little wire that runs between the two boxes. Maybe some, maybe it got snagged in a stick right there. You know what I mean? Something happened where that question mark is. Maybe the software screwed up. I, you know what I mean? I've seen that happen in older software stuff. So there is a situation when I would tell you that dog's not rear of that question mark. You know what I mean? You got to go figure out where that dog is and digging in that hole is not going to be the, yeah. the solution. Maybe the collar broke at that, that location, but it's not there. And so that's the other thing that people, 
um, need to wrap their minds around is just because the question mark is there doesn't mean the caller or the dog is there. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a really hard thing for people to, to comprehend. Well, the best way you you described it to me was ignore the GPS signal entirely. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's just a point to start looking and ignore that. And then you told me, you know, take that antenna off. If I have, if I have those communications, take that antenna off and to treat it like telemetry, you know, use, use things to interrupt that signal, to build that perimeter, to look in. And, and I think that's the best way you had described it was, you know, forget the GPS signal and use that handheld and that communication signal like telemetry and with that antenna off. And, you know, we actually played around with doing that here at the house just to kind of even just show the kids you know, we showed Addie, our oldest, and that way she gets separated from us or she's hiking in after her dog and not with us. You know, she's able to do that as well. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty neat cool. how it works like that. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing I want to tell people is when you have a situation like this, um, don't be afraid to get a hold of us, email us, let us know. One of the big things also is, is, let me know there's a dog lost. Okay. I am not quick to respond. So somebody will normally get a hold of me. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I, I read your message and I, I'm not big on, on, on social media. And so I don't really follow. I mean, I, I, I'm like a stalker, you know what I mean? Once in <laughs> a while I just skin through and, and whatever, but I seen those things, but I didn't put together that you had a lost dog in the woods and was having a collar failure. And so I felt horrible because by the time I got a hold of you, we'd run the battery, we'd run the clock out. Yeah. You know I mean? Like we could have, we could have been working on that a whole day earlier. Um, so I want people to know that uh, if you're trying to get a hold of me, you know, email, uh, face, you know, a lot of different ways that you, I'm not going <laughs> to give out my cell phone number to people, but try <laughs> to get a hold of me. But you got to let me know that there's a dog at stake, meaning I'm not going to be sitting here answering, you know, messages after hours with my family because there's a, you need to update the software on your thing and it's doing something goofy. You know what I mean? Like that's not, I don't say a priority to me, but that's a Monday through Friday deal. We'll get that fixed, whatever. When you got a dog that's lost and you're having failures, I want people to let, relay that message to me because that's when I I'll, I'll pick up and call on the weekend whenever, if I get that message, you know what I mean? Those are the situations that people just need to know. Um, let me know. I, I get some people, Hey, can you, can you give me a text when you, can you give me a call when you get a chance? And you know, I'm like, okay, well, Monday I'll give you a call. And then they're like, Oh, I lost a dog. Well, I'm like, shit, <laughs> if you had told me that you lost a dog and you could use five minutes of my time, I would have made time for that. But I get so many times where people, all the time want want me to call want me to call and and again they're like well how much is a 15x caller and i'm like dude i am not calling you on the weekend to to talk about selling you a caller you know what i mean like so that's one of the things i want people to know is if you have an emergency with a dog let us know because we we treat that way differently than you trying to buy a caller and want to 
And we get this call a lot. I mean, it's not always this dramatic in a whole like life Mm. and death situation, but yeah, guys lose GPS, especially uplanders. I've noticed running barbed wire fences and boom, all of a sudden no GPS signal and they're at a loss. That seems to be the group I've been talking to a lot about it lately. So let's, let's finish the story now. So now how day five, what like, you, I mean, at some point you just keep going back. I mean, you're, how did you, how did you figure it out? So Jared had kind of chewed away at the hillside a little bit where this hole was. And, and like mm-hmm. I had mentioned, you know, originally it was, it was straight up and down. So you go to dig in the hole. Usually, you know, you, you try to go forward. Well, the way the ground was, you had to come in from kind of the top. Mm-hmm. And he kind of dug at it, you know, a little bit here and there all week, all week. And we just weren't convinced that she was in there. And uh, at one point, you know, we kind of lost even the beginning or the opening of that hole. And long story short of it, uh, we went we went out there. We were four of the five days. That Friday, we didn't go out there. We were just honestly, Thursday, we'd spent about five hours out there and we were defeated. We looked yeah. in every aspect that we could that made any kind of sense. And uh, so Friday, we didn't end up going out there. And it it actually started snowing. And I was like, I was a mess that Saturday morning when we actually did end up finding her. Because the kids were like, it's snowing, it's snowing. And I'm like, shut up. I don't care that it's snowing. We're a lost <laughs> dog. And now I don't know where she is. And oh it was it was just another kick in that gut well so jared ends up going out there though and he uh i had thought okay let's get a hold of a metal detector i'm like we find the caller hopefully we find the dog but we have to find the caller to be able to figure out our next move in any of this and so we knew, generally speaking, because we had that communication, that that caller was somewhere near there. And so I picked, I, I ended up borrowing a, a metal detector and Jared had taken it out there and he'd gone over to the hole that he kind of, like I said, chewed away at a little bit and he just turned it on. And he doesn't know how this thing works. He's, you know, we're going to figure it out as we go. I can and, tell you right now, I can't find a nail in a, in a, in a sand bed with a metal detector. So I'm, I'm really interested in your story. Just so you know, I'm like, I'm dialing because I've tried. If, if you can come teach me how to use this metal detector I got, uh, I got dreams of finding treasure. So anyway, no. keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I can't say that I'm going to give you any much hope with this in the sense okay, of the metal detector. Okay. Because Jared turns it on and, and it's, you know, the little head of it's kind of over the hole and he's standing there and he's standing on, on this hole. And he knows yeah. the dog isn't say below him because he had crawled in this hole farther. And, you know, he's got this idea of, okay, if I lay out this far in my arms here, you know, I know a general idea of how far I'm in the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so he turns on this metal detector and it beeps. It does one beat. He doesn't know if that's it turning on. He doesn't know if that's it detecting something, whatever. It beeps once. 
And then he keeps hearing this weird, really faint kind of beeping. And so he, mm-hmm. he turns the metal detector off and he kind of actually puts it behind him. And he keeps hearing this faint beeping. So he gets down next to the where he thought the hole was kind of headed into the mountainside. And sure as heck, that dog was sitting there barking. And so really? you can imagine hearing the most faintest beep and that be a dog that's full out barking. And she has a pretty uh, crisp kind of sharper bark. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not deep much. And so him hearing this beep, he's like, holy crap, that's a dog. And so he just goes to digging like a madman. And I guess he dug, he told me that he dug for like an hour and a half to two hours before he even called me. And he called me, he's like, she's alive. I need shovels and bodies. And he has no service. And that's kind of virtually all I get out of him, except for like, I think I asked him, who do you want me to call? (laughs) (laughs) This gentleman his name is Pete Walker. He had been out there four of the five days on his own looking for this dog. And he had walked down into this absolute, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but shithole. And he got in there and was only, just Only looking. if it was a real shithole. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Let's just say I got some other, I had some other people end up coming out and helping and they they told me kid you're grounded you're not allowed to go out here anymore <laughs> you brought your kids out here you're grounded but uh Pete had gone out there and and so I was like Jared if you're I don't even know you know what kind of hole he's digging at this point I don't know if he's you know belly deep in that mountain again and I'm like okay I'm just gonna call Pete he lives out there and I'm like and he's he's quite a bit older he's been he's lived out that area for 40 50 years running dogs equally amount of time and so i'm like okay well at least somebody's out here to at least maybe have his back or or call Mm -hmm. and say your husband's buried alive or something you know (laughs) right so i called him and then i called a couple other people and i was pretty fortunate i had a friend able to watch the girls up with me but we we ended up going to, and meeting them kind of at a point that was close to walking into this, this hole. And so long story short of that, we, Jared dug for six hours straight on Saturday. And this ground for every scoop you'd take out of the mountain, it was as though two to three more would fall. And so, you know, you have to be real careful where where you're digging away and what you're digging away at because it just it collapsed and realizing that as we're digging you know we're like that's how this that's how we knew this dog was trapped in here because we would have never ever expected that she was in there like i like you even said you know i said she is not in there (laughs) right but the more he dug away the louder she would be and he at one point even uh, kind of dug away a different spot and was able to stick his cell phone in there. And there was kind of two tunnels to this hole. And uh, anyway, though, so he ends up continuing to dig. And he dug probably 10 to 12 feet into the mountainside, 
and about the same equally up and down and then probably about eight feet around. So if you can imagine, he pretty much excavated this mountainside by hand. And does the train still run on that track? Or? No, <laughs> it does not. Okay. <laughs> it's an undisclosed location. Yes. Right? I, don't, I don't remember where that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. No, no, train doesn't run there anymore. It's all abandoned, but... Yeah, it people if they ever end up coming out there, they're gonna think somebody like died or oh, they're gonna think there's a body. There's a body. Like, there's a body for sure. Yeah. yeah. But so we end up or he ends up getting to a point that Letty pokes her little hole her nose out of this tiny little hole and he goes to start just kind of peeling away and di- and pulling away rocks and it collapses. And I mean, a lot of dirt falls and collapses and we're like, oh my God, our hearts just sank. And he just keeps digging and he keeps digging. And, and Pete, like I mentioned, Pete was there and it was like, he was taking the shovel and like just brooming it away, brooming away the little dirt. And he, uh, Jared, he gets to a point that she, he could pick some bigger rocks out. And she kind of got her head out and we all were just like, pull her out, pull her out. And so he rips her out of the hill. And as he pulls her out, it collapses and it collapses so much that the top of, of this hole that she was in, you could see into it at the top side. So here her nose is kind of level with, with the ground where he's neat, you know, Jared's kneeling and, and digging her away. And as this dirt falls in, you can now see into the top. Well, she had found the dent and I can't say it was big enough that she could stand up or anything. Um, like I said, you know, everything kind of kept falling in, but it was obviously big enough. She was able to turn around in it. And that's where she was for five days. And it was a five full days. She didn't get pulled out until about seven o'clock that night. But she came out right as rain. She was a little swollen, had a little edema. Uh, We didn't really realize that until the next day when I'm like, you look worse today than you did yesterday. And I've fed you and watered you like unlimited at this point. But yeah, she, like I said, came out right as rain. Happy to see us. That's for sure. And, five days hey hey i know you're saying jared can see her nose and i thought he didn't like sit there and wait for her to dig the rest of the way after six and a half hours did he because i probably would i'd be wiped out (laughs) (laughs) no you know we i went i dig a little bit and then our one of our other buddies he'd dig a little bit and then jared just nope and he'd get back in there and that was that was his adventure that is for sure he was digging away and that's the it factor that people talk about and can't put their finger on. My kids always ask, what's it mean, dad? I said, that's yeah. it right there. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you got the dog back because like yeah. it was not looking good for, um, five days is a long time. I've yeah. lost a dog for five days and people who haven't, it messes with you. Like that is a really long time. If you never hunted in the telemetry days, like I guess back then it was a little more normal dogs staying out. You just were glad to get them home. But 
to know where they're at, kind of, at least in the general area, and not find them, that is, like, horrible. Oh, it it ate me alive, because I'm like, you know, what if she's right there and she's hurt? I thought, honestly, mm-hmm. at, at that point, before we knew she was in that hole, I thought that she may have potentially, say, went to go in that hole and then, like, backed out. And then because of the location of it, I thought she got knocked off that waterfall and it potentially, yeah. you know, rang her dome and here she is all confused and she's, like, laying mm-hmm. there Wandering down somewhere. the creek bed or something. Yeah. And, you know, that's why, like, when it, the girls were, it's snowing, I'm like, be quiet. No, don't tell me that. Because I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, she's she's exposed to the elements. Like, I just didn't have any idea but no, she was she was buried alive <laughs> for five yeah. days, and she's she's good. She's back to hunting. She's happy as a clam doing it. And man, it's I would have thought she would have been a little apprehensive, even. No, <laughs> no. You know that story about the, they have the the barrel breaking where they throw a deer hide in a barrel, a dog in a barrel. It's Sean Wick. Yeah, is it? Uh, it was John Wick. They'd throw him in that barrel, roll him down the hill. Yeah. yeah and he says, oh, did it make him break off a deer? And he goes, no, but it sure made him break off a barrel. I'd be like, man, my dog and me broke off a holes after that. I'd be like, this dog come out. She's It's in a hole. I can tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby's at my feet. <laughs> like She don't want to be near it. Does. No That thing went in the ground. I kind of wish oh. that was the deal. The other day, no, they found that den, and and I, yeah, I reached in there and Tell I was pulling the it. dog out by the two feet. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want to oh. deal with this again. Once oh. they learn it too, like ha- if that cat was in that hole, you never break her in doing it. No, like once they find one hole that a piece of game is in. I saw my dog go from never checking holes to like every culvert on the side of the road. Those dogs yep. are in it. They are ready uh, to go. I, I bet you that cat's pretty appreciative too. <laughs> He's probably wandering around going, man, man, that boy is digging. He must have loved that dog. <laughs> He's probably talking in there going, they're not coming for you. He's like, they're coming for me. Like, they're not coming for you. <laughs> That cat's sitting there thinking, hey, I actually came for that son of a bitch. He, he's telling the story. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, One of us has got to get some relief in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well, that's good. Like I said, I'm glad it's a good um, happy ending. That, dog. that That is uh, awesome. Like, as far as the amount of time and the ups and downs and emotional roller coaster. I can only imagine with three girls that you guys had to go through and trying to sleep. You know what I mean? Like it's just got to rack your mind trying to just even chill out to go to sleep for that. I can say I definitely didn't. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you Jared slept pretty damn good after six hours of digging. Not only because he's sore digging, but the, the peace of mind. No uh, he slept for 12 hours straight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I he sounded when I, I talked to him. Woke him up at noon. <laughs> <laughs> he was really sick too through all of that though. I remember talking to him, and it's like, dude, you sound kind of rough. Yeah, <laughs> you he sound was, like I do right now. <laughs> he was probably that's honestly God the sickest I've seen him in quite a few years. He doesn't get sick, but when when he does, usually it's just something little, and this was not. He was, I felt so bad calling him and, and then I felt even worse because then he's, 
he spends the entire day on Tuesday digging. I mean, he was so sick he didn't go to work or anything. And then yeah. he's sitting here digging, and he he dug Monday after I picked him up, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then on Saturday. And like I said, you know, those other days he. It was just say a couple hours at a time, but I would say there's probably a solid twelve hours plus of digging into that yeah. hole to get that thing talked out. Good on Man. you guys, though, and your kids being there—that's that's a great example set. Like, don't give up. That's like a Billy Coleman moment kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and then one of these days, uh, Addison is it Addie, Adeline, is it Addie, yep. Adeline, Addie. I know Addie, but um, she did a um, science I just seen fair. on her your Facebook a science fair deal on on scenting and stuff. She did, and she actually ended up winning her entire science fair for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Uh, no, no her, kidding. Yep, yeah. yep. It's she won so the cool. whole thing, and she's getting to go to state. Uh, her project was how does the air pressure and temperature affect the way scent rises? And she, she honestly came to me with, with about a billion different ideas. Cause she's like, mom, I want to use captain. I want to use my dog. I want to do something with the science fair with this. And she's, she had talked about how like temperature affects scent and how like, how uh oh how how just like the young dogs versus old dogs and i'm like okay well you know why don't we start honing in on this whole idea and and i'm like you know we've we know that temperature affects it and we know you know a young dog obviously isn't going to smell the same way as an old dog you know just experience and it it was pretty fun doing it all with her she had to do a lot of research and the the hardest thing about all of it is everybody's like oh well on this day you know my grandpa told me that on this kind of day when the when the smoke's doing this and when the smoke's on the floor (laughs) yeah and we're like but why (laughs) and she finally was able to kind of have that breakthrough and that breakthrough was scent attaches to water vapor and so the way you know the weather is kind of working you know how the air pressure and temperature and all of those things how those things are functioning in a day is going to affect how that scent rises because it affects how the water rises well when scent moves we should have her come water in and, and, and that's why and give her a little presentation to the the yeah. du helm podcast no kidding I'll, I might be able to convince her. I don't know. She was so nervous even doing her presentation. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to do it in front of people. You do it in front of a computer. It's not hard. Right, right. You tell her I'm going to be disappointed in her if, if she doesn't <laughs> oh, help me out hard. and explain it to me because <laughs> I'm I'm just like, is the smoke rising or, or lower? And I need I need a little more <laughs> a little more detail on this. Yeah. Well, it was really neat because, like, you know, Ad is kind of that – she took Where the Red Fern Grows very literal, and and that has become, like, her favorite book, and she saved her money for two years, and this isn't, you know, okay, we don't give allowance. 
this is this is hard earned money. This is hard. <laughs> you got four kids, <laughs> right? Allowance I got four kids. I can't afford that. I got a whole bunch of dogs. Like I can't afford this. <laughs> but yeah, she she was scooping dog poop, taking care of you know people's pets, and and a hundred percent on her own. And you know, I know she's mine, and and I'm I'm a bit biased, but she really is extremely responsible and we had a litter of puppies and we we told her hey you want your own dog raise this one see what it's about and i'm not joking she did and she that little dog turned out to be a pretty awesome dog and so in that meantime of her raising her money you know she was working with one of our other dogs she was nine when she finally had enough and and bought her own dog and, uh, she's done everything with him and she, I mean, down to her paying for his dog food regularly and, and vet bills, you know, we, we're pretty, you don't need to pay for everything on that, but okay. You want to mm-hmm. microchip your dog. Okay. You can, you can pay to microchip your dog or something silly like that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, his yearly vaccines, but he, like I said, he's a hundred percent hers. And, and she, she took what she knows with her dog and, and just the things that she's picked up on, you know, learning in the woods with what her dog's doing and be how he's behaving. Uh, gosh, here my house phones are ringing. <sighs> ah, gosh, here. Um, so sorry about that. Goodness sakes. <laughs> Gosh, That's find awful. another Shut phone off. and We're turn good. that one off too. But you know, here she was able no, to good. take her day-to-day experiences with their dog. And now she's applying it over to school and she's, she's teaching her friends and she's teaching her teachers. I mean, when, when the science teacher comes to her and he, he literally says, this is probably the most original project I've ever seen in all my years of teaching. And then, you know, she presents it and the eighth grade teacher comes and says, you know, just about the same thing. So it's, it's been neat to see how just something that we enjoy as a family has really relayed over, you know, not just her learning responsibility and her understanding her dog and and just the overall lifestyle but now she's been able to use it for educational reasons for you know yeah. her own school work yeah. so no i think that's good and and like i said it the the outreach the little seed like that grows and, and you know that's that's what we need because it's it's a good thing yeah it definitely is. And I, you know, it was kind of funny because I'm like, well, man, I was talking to Jared about it. I'm like, I don't think this could have been a better timing with just, <laughs> you know, the, the weight there is, you know, on, on hounds, houndsmen and, and just what we do. It's hard. It's hard to explain to people who don't understand it. And then yeah. you do see a kid like Addie. It, it opens up people's eyes a little bit and it opens them up even more when they see there's a lot more to this and, you know, her project being something as simple as that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's not always as cut and dry, and it's it's not always easy. I I've been running into people up in the woods sometimes, and oh, what are you doing? You know, I always oh cougar hunting. I'm like, no, I don't chase with cougars. You know, you can't do it here. And explaining to them, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh wow, you know, they just don't know. Yeah, there's, we there's not many people who really know, and then there's some people who just clearly miss represent what we do. You know what I mean? And and yeah, and. Uh, so it's like we need that good PR or whatever it is for people. You know, it's easy to be like, ah, just leave me alone. I'll go do my thing in the woods and, you know, and be grump, blah, 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 which <laughs> is easy for me to do. Which is buddy but, when he can. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I can, but, um, sometimes you got to be like, oh. It, but, you know, too, with that, it's it's helping people understand the why. Why, mm-hmm. why are we... Yeah. going and and as other people would see it being a grump you know disappearing into the woods and it, yeah. it's far from that you know it's it's connecting on a totally different level i've learned sitting in different meetings and stuff like that um with people who sit on the other side of the aisle or whatever how you want to describe that you know it, and some of them are or or uh they're so agenda-based that you're never changing their mind yeah. Even some of those that when you get down to the actual human to human communication and contact, they just don't know. You know what I mean? And and so sometimes, you know, those opportunities to explain things that's not just like, oh, because I like shooting things. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with shooting things. You know what I mean? Like I. I like shooting. I like eating deer. So I shoot deer. You know what I mean? There's, that's, <laughs> but I don't go out to just kill a deer. You know what I mean? That's the same thing with elk. And, and it's, you know, for some reason with hounds, we always get lumped into the ethics of things, but it, it's tough because it's like, no, that's not why we do this. We really love the dog. You know what I mean? And, and if people could understand that the dog is the center of our world, for the most part, the houndsmen, you know what I mean? Like that's what we think about all the time is our dog. And when are we going to take the dogs out? When do we get the dogs out? And I know my wife's all the time like, well, why don't you just get bird dogs? You know, I'm like, no, cause I love. Yeah. And, and the second part for me is, is I love the mountains. I love yeah. being sure. out there and, and walking to a tree and, and, you know, going places I, I you would never too. go. Yeah. I, I like, see things in places. Um, so that, that part of it for for a, a young girl like Addie to be able to explain, you know, her passion is is really cool. And I think it's um we need more. <laughs> we need a lot yeah. more, a lot more. How did well, she research know, it's, all it's of it? It's really neat because she's able you know, she's able to recognize and I don't know any kid, especially her age, let alone many adults, but she's able to recognize kind of how small she really is in this world and how much Uh she is a part of this world. Not, I think so many people get caught in kind of this rat race of, of life and, and all of this. And I've kind of explained it this way before, but all the worldly crap, you know, you're going to your job, you're doing school sports, you know, the, just the day to day life. And it's like, you go out in those woods, it's you and your dogs. And those mm-hmm. woods, 
and you're not top dog out there. You're not, you're not in, in charge in the sense of everything that happens because there's so many factors that control what happens. And for her to recognize it's me and my dog and we're working together and we're navigating the ground or, or this Creek or this Ridge or, okay, now we're trying to problem solve how this cat, you know, gave him the slip for a kid like that to see it and, and really realize there's a lot more to this life than the phone and, and friends and even like I said you know sports and things but how small she is and how much of an impact that she actually can kind of have but also how a part of all of this she is you know she's we're one little piece and we don't get to you know just totally run the show if you will out there you know you try to but you end up with like the hillside caving in behind you and (laughs) things like that but for her to see that and it's it's been really neat to hear her talk to say her friends and Mm -hmm. and explain how important it is for her you know she has a she has a school dance coming up and we asked her about it. She was going and she looked at me and she goes, mom, can I just go run my dog? And I go, you don't want to go hang out with your friends. You know, you, you get to have a night off and, and not see your sisters and stuff. And she goes, no, can, can we just go run dogs? I'm like you realize you're going to spend the whole night with your sisters. <laughs> and she goes, I don't care. I want to go run dogs. I'm like, All right. But it's just, That's it's awesome. funny. There's obviously something with it that is a much bigger than I think we all even realize at times. Yeah. It's primal. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up, Rache. Like, really good information. I think I've circled the wagons enough trying to tell people what to do. Um, <laughs> Can we um, quick recap? Recap again for the fourth or fifth or sixth thing. <laughs> Everybody turn on Stop. rescue mode. Yeah. Turn rescue mode. on rescue mode before you even think you need it. Mm-hmm. That, that was a big one and for me. Just you normally <laughs> on two and a half second updates, you're going to get maybe 24 to 30 hours of battery life on a mini less. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll, you'll get yep. 20 to 24 hours on a mini caller. Um, if you run you know, five, 10 second update rates with rescue mode, you should see about 40 to 42 hours of battery life. If I remember right when we were testing, the TT15Xs are phenomenal. You'll get days, like days. Like four of them. (laughs) Yeah, like five days. I mean, it's 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 crazy. crazy. Um, Cold weather affects battery life more. And if you get to a situation where the GPS signal is, you know, you got a question mark, you got to go to that dog and look at the different um, types of question marks um, that you can get, or, you know, there's, there's different reasons you can get a question mark. And if you're getting a question mark that has no GPS signal, that communication signal is a really important one to pay attention to your battery life, um, the update rate. And if you can change the update rate and your bark, alerts and detection. Another thing I would um, 
Roche, another thing I would, I would have told you was to turn your bark detection on and set the bark detection to the lowest limit. So like 20 barks a minute. I normally don't like the bark alerts because I'm like, yeah, Shelby's barking I don't even think we have minute. ours on. Right. So in that situation, I would turn it on. Right. Okay. Because that way you might've gotten a message if, if she was barking that day or whatever, it might've said, um, you know, the dog's barking 20 barks a minute. Right. And it doesn't take yeah. much to bark that much, that, that little bit, but that is just another piece of information that your handheld will go. So-and-so's barking. Shut up, shut up, everybody. Listen, look, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you would have known. It's just a piece of information. Every, you know, in those situations, every little piece of information can bring you closer to solving the puzzle. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and so bark detection is one that I know for a fact because I've had the situation where I lost GPS signal and my dog was, was named Bonnie, but it would say Bonnie is barking 20 barks a minute. So I knew as I'm trying to, I, I, for that dog, I was looking for a tree. I'm like, she's in a tree somewhere. She's got a tree. All the other, I had all a bunch of shit dogs at the time. You know what I mean? She's the dog that was going to make it. And that dog's got her it. Her failed. Every other dog's in my truck. But, um, and I never did find her. I never did find the tree, but, um, it was like, you found the, the dog. I did. The dog <laughs> finally came out. Um, probably cause I did the same thing you guys did when I nicked her or shocked her or something. And she probably ended up leaving and yeah, right. like, oh, but, um, Anyways, it's, hey, it's, you got the dog back though. Yeah, I did. You got the hail did. Mary, and you know what? Yes. The dog came back. <laughs> yep, but no uh, but yeah, those are just the things. And and the last thing is, if you're trying to get a hold of us or me or Jason or whatever, and it's after hours and it's a true emergency for a dog, please, please, please make sure you relay that information. Don't don't send me a. A Facebook Generic message ones. that says, Hey, can you give me a call? Because like if I even if I get that and it's Saturday night, um, I got my kids, we're probably trying to do something. I, I really try to not focus on the business when I uh I get home. I I newsflash, W is a job for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could get so wrapped up into that that I lose what I enjoy in life. And, and so I really try to shut down and, and I'm not good at it. You can ask my wife. I really suck at it sometimes, but I, I try to make sure I hang out with my kids and, and I'll, I'll leave my phone. I'll leave my phone on my bed stand. And some days I'm just like, dude, half the time I think about just smashing it and going like, can I go back to an old phone that doesn't, you know, no, no cell phone. phone. Not even that. That's a oh, no phone. Like, one. <laughs> can't get a button. Buddy don't have a phone. <laughs> you know I mean? Like I kind of miss those days. Like I No kidding. I, you know, everybody talks about GPS systems. I'm like, dude, I want to go back to when like I'm like, I got to work. You you call me at work. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not at work. I don't know where he is. I don't know when he's gonna be home. You know, I mean those old timers just like, yeah, he went home. He went to the grocery store. When he'll be back. I don't know when he'll be back. <laughs> when he gets here. Yeah. But um so anyways. Making sure that you just don't send me a message or an email that's like, hey, have buddy call me on Saturday night because I'm not going to. Like, unless you're like, I have a dog out, I really could just use a few minutes of input or whatever. Those are the situations that that's I'm going to try to make an effort to call. You know, those are more high priority than 
the other message when I call, I'm like, Hey, what's up? What's, what's going on? Oh yeah. Yeah. How much is a TT 15 X? Dude. Yeah. Band, and the short, short questions like, Hey, you know how just, much it was? Hey, it was like, no, $349.99, but there's a surcharge that you just got dig. It's called the Facebook surcharge. You know, it's a $50 charge right there just for me to answer it on Facebook. Oh, you cash your card. We pay the $50 surcharge. This is what we're going to do. Just Anyways. let us know it is like a real emergency. Yes. Because I mean, as Houndsman, it is different. You know, it's. Uh, and yeah, that's the big thing for me, Rache, is, is I just wish you would have called me or, or I would have caught that on Facebook because that was something I would have stopped what I was doing to make sure that I gave you as much information to find your dog as possible. And I just feel bad that by the time I slowed down to look at your post and see it, that battery is pretty much dead. You know what I mean? So he I would apologize. have dug five hours. For oh, Jared don't apologize. You know, <laughs> my back is not apologizing because I probably would have been there with a shovel. I would have felt that bad. I'm like, oh, man. Jared took the brunt of that. That's for sure. Yeah. There are people out there that I'm like, you should not be out here. You've had like five back surgeries. No, you. I'm like moral support strategy. That's why you're here. <laughs> oh, yeah. check him at the door. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm tech support. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You guys tech support. You know what? Though? Yeah. That goes far though. You know, and I know there's there's a lot of other people that they're probably going to save their dog because they will take you up on that. You know, in my situation, I was super fortunate. I don't know many dogs that come out of a hole after five days and let alone aren't being carried. Um, Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's great of you guys. Awesome. All right, Rache, let's do it again. You tell Addie, we need to, we need to get her on for her science fair. Sounds good. I'll let her know. Perfect.